Welcome to Gem Girls, the 80s cartoon podcast where we are watching, discussing, and talking smack about your favorite retro cartoons with a very special focus on the best worst among them all, Gem and the Holograms. I'm Hakuna Matitis. And I am Orifice Jones. And today we will be conducting a deep analysis into Gem and the Holograms Season 11, Episode 11, Last Resorts. Yes, they are on a, at a resort. Um, just so you know. In a snowy winter time resort. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Which I, you know, a great type of resort. Underused. So this episode was also not penned by Chief, uh, Chief Jempress herself, Christy Marks. It was written by uh, a man named Roger Slifer. First episode for Mr. Slifer. Uh, and according to Wikipedia... Uh, Roger Slifer, he was an American comic book writer, best known for co-creating the character Lobo for DC Comics, which is a pretty big deal. Uh, I did not know this about Mr. Slifer going into this little Wikipedia <laughs> hole. Uh, I love Lobo as a character, uh, so that was great. Uh, and apparently, he was a freelance writer for Marvel Comics in the 70s, and then he jumped to DC. Uh, and at one, Yeah, I know, right? Uh, and apparently, I think he like he left DC as well. Uh, I, I don't know if it was in a huff or what, or if he ended on good terms. I didn't research that hard. Uh, <laughs> but Slifer found work with Sunbow Entertainment, uh, and that was an animation production that actually had ties to Marvel Comics. Uh, and he became a supervising producer and wrote for Gem and the Holograms, and here we are. And he was also a story editor and producer on G.I. Joe Extreme. So it's the extreme version of G.I. Joe. Yeah, what does that even mean? Dude, I don't know. You wrote it in the script. Uh, <laughs> but that's what it was called. I just don't know what it is. Neither do I, actually. Uh, also, My Little Pony and Friends, Transformers, Street Fighters, and other shows. Yeah. Um, well, good for Mr. Slifer. I'm really Slifer, glad. Slifer. Slifer. A slice of Slifer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The old Slifer knifer. Ah. <laughs> We'll workshop it and get yeah, back to Mr. Slifer. Yeah, we're working on it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm really glad that he's a part of the Gemisphere now and he's going to share his talent with us on this episode. I really Which hope- can I actually say before we even get into this episode, and we'll of course get into this more, I think like I'm just going to, you know, rep my gender here for a second, which isn't popular because men are awful, but I do think this is the first gen- or. The latest gem episode that we've seen that doesn't have, uh, I mean, it has it, but not to an intense degree of problematic gender roles. Uh, I think this episode actually does like doesn't do a lot with uh, gem and Rio in a really creepy way. And I, I don't know, I'm just giving credit to Roger Slifer. I think that's something that we're going to need to discuss a little bit more in context because I feel like I disagree with you. Okay, all right, that's fine. Let's go. Let's, let's, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. But yeah, it is worth noting that Roger Slifer is the first man to write for this show. Right, right, right. Which, regardless of like, like obviously, you kind of like have gotten my interpretation of it, but something to consider as you watch the episode. First dude, first dude, first dude. Yeah, there weren't a lot of like super creepy, like mustachioed men lurking in corners this time. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of men taking advantage of women, which happens in this show a lot. Yeah, um, not a lot of slapping, like emotional abuse, <laughs> physical <laughs> abuse of women, I guess. I don't know. But also maybe yes. <laughs> we'll go through. We'll go through. Let's just let's let's get let's tell the people what the episode's about, first of all. All right. So according to our friends at rockchem.com, uh they're not really our friends. They don't know who we are. But anyway. We're totally friends. Are you kidding me, dude? <laughs> we probably know them. Uh, Probably. And we're also like, you know, shouting them out. Give a shout out. Yeah. Go to rockgem.com, people. Um, so anyways, um, they summarize this episode as follows. Gem and the Holograms take a much needed vacation to a Colorado ski resort owned by Rick Franklin. So another double first name. Uh, love it. Rick Franklin. It. Sounds like it could be real, but it's not because it's two first names. An old friend of Howard Sands. Mr. Franklin tells the holograms that his resort is being threatened by another resort owned by Eric Raymond. 
Eric and the Mitzvitz attempt to sabotage the resort in order to bankrupt Franklin so that he will sell it to Eric. Meanwhile, Rio and Svensson, who we don't know who he is yet, but we'll find out. Um, he's a handsome ski instructor. They face off in a contest for Jem's attention. In order to settle the matter of which resort controls the mountain, the Holograms and the Misfits face off in a ski contest. <laughs> yeah, dude, I think we have to talk to our friends at rockgem.com. I think their summaries are a little overly descriptive. <laughs> yeah, and it just sounds like a whole lot of nonsense. Yeah, which, which it is. I, I didn't know how to spell Swenson or whatever the fuck his name was. I also think, like, everyone mispronounces his name constantly throughout the episode. Well, yeah. Rio pronounces it as Swanson in a, like, fit of blatant disrespect for him. <laughs> right, right, right. Which, um, yeah, let's get into the app because uh, there is a lot of uh, blatant disrespect to Swenson or Swanson or whatever you call his name. Yeah. Um, so they're taking a much-needed vacation, Jim and the Holograms, and... Jem is Jem right now. She's not Jerrica. Jerrica doesn't deserve a vacation. Zero <laughs> percent. That no, not even. But Jem didn't even want to take a vacation. Like they're riding in their cruiser, heading up to the ski resort in their like winter gear, and everyone's like, "Oh, I desperately need this time off." And Jemica, which is what I'm gonna call Jerrica Jem, uh, when they're being like the same person, Jemica like wants to practice and not play in the snow and shit. And it's like, oh, of course you would, you know. Yeah, and I love how Kimber just flat out calls her out for being such a lame bitch. Yeah, exactly. Kimber also has this, like, amazing line, though, where they're pulling up to the resort or, like, they're driving off or whatever, and Kimber's just like, oh, and I really want a handsome ski bum. For real, dude, <laughs> she says handsome ski bum. And I loved it. I died. Kimber, you're thirsty. Gayest thing ever. She is so thirsty. And she really wants that ass. Exactly. I get it. I get it. That's why Kimber's my girl, you know? Is that a thing that people say? Ski bum? Is that like an actual term? I feel like I may have heard that at some point to like describe someone who's always on the slopes and like chilling in the chalet. (laughs) But... (laughs) A uh, ski bum, uh, but I really also have not actually heard anyone use it. Um, so yeah, I also enjoy how they're on their way to this uh, resort in the mountains where it's fucking cold and covered in snow, and they're in their convertible. So true, dude. I didn't even catch that. <laughs> um, I I always also just like imagine like winter in the United States to be like cold, but not like negative twenty. So it's like, yeah, okay, no top. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> and at one point, Kimber is wearing a mini skirt with no leggings or anything. So, you know, who knows? Well, they're, they can't feel the elements. They're jamming the holograms. Get out of here. Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, anyways, so they're pulling up to this resort. And they basically, as soon as they enter this resort, you basically learn some old man needs some money. Um, and this old man is, like, talking to what may or may not be the mafia. We don't really know, which <laughs> I love is when someone basically asks them that. Uh, so this old man's in a hop. He's basically, like, yelling at someone, like, you'll get your money. Um, and Jem and the holograms walk up, and the first thing they say is, like, dude, are you being extorted? It sounds like you're being extorted. And they would know. They would That's know she- that, that so hard. That is true. They've been extorted many, many times already. <laughs> um, but also, like, Jim, like, you can't just ask someone that. You can't walk into a room and be like, hey, are you being extorted? Because uh, I think you're being extorted. Right, yeah, they were being so rude <laughs> the entire time and, like, very nosy. Um, yeah, he was going into it and saying, yeah, someone needs money, blah, blah. They're threatening to take my resort. And Kimber's like, who are they, the mob? <laughs> I know, I know. It's like, dude, what? <laughs> and I don't know, this guy like continues to complain to these random women about his financial woes. And then Aja like really shoves it in his face by saying like, yeah, you, your place is fucking empty. Like you clearly I know, <laughs> I know. It was so savage. <laughs> Like, you see, like, no one's in the registration book, and she's like, yeah, bitch, like, no one is here, go. 
Yeah, it's obvious to all of us that you were in dire straits. <laughs> like, your business is on its last leg. Yeah, and like, I also find his whole, like, situation be like, oh, you owe, like, the bank money? Like, I guess, like, I understand that struggle, but also that is one of those things that you, that kind of happens to you if you get yourself into that situation. But right. also, it was very 2008 financial crisis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very much those vibes. Exactly, exactly. Um, I do want to give a shout out to Aja's look at this point. She's wearing like Ooh. a fur pink, white, pink and white cap with a matching like wrap around coat. Yeah, yeah, it. yeah. No, her, her whole winter look is dope. Yeah, she looked great this episode. At one point she wears like kind of like, uh, I don't know, a Chinese inspired coat, but like a, with a high neck and like, you know, thick sleeves and stuff like that. Yes. Uh, it, it's, I, like, I want that coat. It's so dope. Yeah, the purple and orange one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was a hot look. Um, so yeah, the scene is in general like pretty amazing, but also pretty inexplicable. And anyway, he's like going on and he's like, you know, if I don't pay my mortgage by the end of the week, I'll lose my lodge, my mountain, and everything. Unfortunately, this is perfectly legal. Right, which he points out, which he points out. Yeah, and I really like how in the show, like, bankers and financial types are, like, evil across the board. So, so true. So this banker is so fucking evil. <laughs> and at, at one point, they, like, I don't know if they, like, they, like, they hinted at his evilness at first, because he didn't seem like such a bad guy. And I was like, oh, okay, like, I guess, like, you know, the banker is just doing his job, right? Like, what, he's not a bad guy. It's like, oh, no, 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 the banker is definitely pure evil. Yeah, um, definitely. But, like, throughout this entire exchange, I'm just, the question comes to mind, like, why is he just telling them all this stuff? Very true. He also calls them pretty ladies, which I thought was pretty fucking creepy. Yeah, I mean, it's a man in Gem and the Holograms, like, it's necessary for him to be creepy. Right, 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 and comment on their physicality. And he has two first names for a first and last name, so, like, you know he's a little bit shady. That's true. How did he get into this fucking dead? Like, why is no one going to his fucking <laughs> ski lodge? Yeah, Rick Franklin. <laughs> Rick Franklin. Joseph Jeffries. <laughs> um, Samuel Johns. <laughs> or John Samuels. John Samuels. <laughs> <laughs> John Samuel could maybe even be one of those like first names that are two first names like your first name is just John Samuel like John Samuel Delamonte <laughs> yeah it could be it could be I might do that cool cool you might call yourself John Samuel Delamonte I might call maybe a descendant one of my spawn <laughs> it's not bad it's not bad it's not bad um but moving on <laughs> Moving on, um, yeah, no one's going to the ski lodge, there's a rival ski lodge, and then we're like, we cut to the slopes, uh, and of course the misfits are here to, like, throw snowballs and shit and basically just make a ruckus, uh, and as they're zooming by Gem and the Holograms and their fucking snowmobiles, we go to the very first song of the episode, which happens very quickly, uh, You Gotta Be Fast, uh, which is the, the name of the song. I have a couple notes here. Um, my first question is, why are the Misfits always in some sort of mobile when they make an entrance? <laughs> Very true. You got guitar sickles, you got your snowmobiles. Uh, I may have missed some, but we're seeing a pattern. Fair, fair, fair. Um, and also, I don't know if you ever watched Rock of Love, Michael, um, but Pizzazz kind of looks like Brett Michaels, if you know who that is. I have not, and I do not. Uh, <laughs> okay. So I can't join with you in this reference. <laughs> but I believe it. Um, Like the bandana around her head. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It was a look, dude. She looked, like, I don't know, very, very fierce. I don't know, very punk rocky. I liked it. Yeah, it was hot. Um, The song, 
It was not my favorite Misfits song, but it was... Dude, it was pretty whatever. All I really yeah. remember is, like, the pew-pew, like, sound effects going on. There was a lot of, like, weird, like, laser noises. Yeah. And basically, the entire video consists of them driving their snowmobiles downhill, causing a lot of trouble on the slopes. No, basically, like, straight-up harassing people and assaulting them, dude. Like, strangers. Not even jamming the holograms. Yeah, at one point, okay, so Clash is there for some reason, and I don't know why she needs to be there. Solely for the reason that we'll see later that, of course, Clash would cause a fucking avalanche with her stupid symbols. I swear that is the only reason she's in this episode. Oh, is that what happened? It happens eventually. We'll get there, and I'll, you know, be angry about it. <laughs> um, and yeah, they basically cause people to fall down. At one point, they steal some guy's ski poles, and then... He, like, falls, slides face first into the snow, and then he's covered in the snow, and then they decorate his corpse like a snowman. Dude, that being said, though, <laughs> this guy was kind of being a little bitch the entire time. Like, you did not just have to take it and just, like, keep falling face first and then morph into a <laughs> snowman. Like, you could have resisted or, like, at least, like, try to pull yourself up or something. He really just it was like, oh, this is my life now. I'm now a snowman. <laughs> And they also put, as the snowman's nose, they put it as an icicle, which I was like, who does that? Well, they don't just have a carrot on hand. Yeah, but at this point, they had an, uh, I guess it was more likely they find an icicle than a carrot randomly. <laughs> but when has this show ever, like, tried to be held within the rules of logic or the bounds of logic? Yeah, that's very true. Um, I thought the use of the icicle as a nose was very clever. I liked it. It was just like, it made it like somehow more creepy, you know? Because there's a man underneath that. Yeah. Oh, um. <laughs> uh, yeah. She oh, is. Yeah. yeah, that was that was something. Um, <laughs> anyway, so Jem and the Holograms like witness all of this chaos and they're like pretty pissed off about it. And Jem is like, Mr. Frank Franklin's got enough problems without these lunatics here. And she basically wants to put a stop to them. Which it's like, dude, that sounds like a bad idea. Like, why are you going to take on the, the sociopaths who regularly try to kill you? Like, it seems like it's, like, it's not going to work out in your favor. Well, they need to be good people because that's their whole fucking thing, right? Oh, right, 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 right. They need to help Mr. Franklin because of some reason <laughs> yeah they know. they they learn too much about his store and thus they're obliged to help because <laughs> right? yeah he they didn't just react to his story like the rest of us would have with our eyes glazing over and like yeah you know, averted looking... <laughs> like looking down at the floor <laughs> looking at our toes yeah not addressing the obvious like difficult situation the person in the room is in. Yeah, then being like, okay, bye. <laughs> I'll later. I'll go to my room. Get at the slopes. All right, bye. Gotta <laughs> um, <laughs> go that. Bye. Um, no, they actually care. Yeah, they actually care. They're good people. Yeah, they're good people. So they are, like, really determined to put a stop to the Misfits shenanigans. Yeah, you know, it, it it basically just, like, does not work out in their favor, because they're like, oh, we're gonna go stop the misfits, but then in, the misfits are just like, oh, I guess we'll just, like, fucking take you out. Uh, so, yeah, Clash takes down Shayna, and Stormer basically just, like, pulls, like, a taut rope, and, like, real whiplash style, like, takes out Kimber and Aja. Uh, <laughs> it feels like someone broke a rib. Uh, For sure. <laughs> and then, yeah, like, definitely, they really tumbled. And then we get to like the like the real showdown. So you have like Pizzazz with her her bandana looking fierce, and you have Jem with her condom tip pink hat thing going on. It did look like a condom pink tip hat. It looked like exactly the tip of a condom that's been jizzed in and then flops over. I don't know. Yes, yes, with a pink hue for some reason. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, they they face off. So this is a moment actually with Jem in a shitty hat. Uh, yes. I just want to, you know, I just want to note it. Yeah, give it a Got shout it? out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and of course, in the showdown between Jem and Pizzazz, Pizzazz is going to take it. Um, and we then transition to like a real group beatdown. It's like some real bullying. 
because Pizzazz just gets get gem on the floor and starts like throwing snowballs at her. Then all the other misfits join in and just like start like reeling her with uh, snowballs. And it just reminded me of like, oh, Jem, you're that nerdy kid in when you're eight years old and all the other cool kids are beating him up because they don't fit in or whatever. It's just, it was, it was intense. It was intense. Yeah. Um, but thankfully a man comes to Jem's rescue, a strapping young blonde haired lad. Yeah, real Aryan motherfucker, you know? Yeah, super Aryan. Anyway, he, like, shows up, does, like, a front flip, scares off the misfits, um, and then, like, helps Jem up, and is basically macking on her immediately. Super, super, super hard. And he's like, yeah, I'm Nordic of sorts, and I'm gonna hit on you a bunch. My name's Svensson. Does he say Svensson originally? Yeah, he does. Svensson. Like Svensson, okay. Yeah. That's, that's actually his name. Cool, 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 cool. Um, and as Svensson is like really, yeah, laying it down on Jem pretty thick, uh, that's of course the moment when Rhea would walk in and is instantly a bitch about it. Uh, and Rio, I gotta say, you're coming in hot for Jem, but you're wearing that ascot and it's, uh, it's the gayest thing I've seen on the slopes. Yeah. It was a lot. Thank you for mentioning his ascot. Who wears an ascot as part of their winter look? Usually you wear a fucking scarf. Exactly. Uh, either like your Fred from Scooby-Doo or your Flaming Homosexual. <laughs> One or the other, buddy. Um, isn't Fred both? He is. He is. He is. But like not technically canonically. Right, of course. I mean, canonically, anything from, like, the 70s, 80s isn't really going to address these things, honestly. Right. Exactly. The Except same... for Jem and the Hologram skirts by it. Yeah. Every so often. <laughs> we really, really do. Um, but, yeah, Rio is kind of being a territorial little cunt when he comes up here. Super um, cunty. And I just want to say, like, Rio, like, arrives to drop off their equipment but why do they need equipment when they're on vacation i guess because they agreed to play that show earlier did we forget to mention that that they agreed to play like a, a charity concert at the resort to like make money or something no they agreed to do that after oh so they haven't even done that yet oh, yeah. okay so yeah i don't know but anyway basically rio is kind of pissed off about how gem is like macking on this guy or he th he thinks that she is. Yeah, he makes some like shitty comment and I give it to Jim. She was like, I thought it was Jerrica you cared about. Uh, and Sven's like, yeah, man, you can't have two girlfriends. Like, I'm going to need someone. And it's just like, yeah, dude, you're both speaking truth. But also like, he's not entitled to a girlfriend. <laughs> oh, very true. You're right. You're right. You're right. But. I, I, I respect him for saying, like, yo, dude, you have a girlfriend. Like, I guess let me get with this one if she's into it. Yeah, right. Like, you can't have two girlfriends. Yeah, like, kindly fuck off. Right. Um, anyway, so Rio is like, you can have her, whatever, I don't care. And Jerica, or Jem, Jemica, Jermica. <laughs> Jermica. <laughs> My autocorrect always makes Jem germ or jam. <laughs> germ. I love both. Yeah. When I'm reading through my script, I, I, I have to not say germ instead. Yeah, for sure. So Germica is like, sorry, Rio is impossible sometimes. Which is like hashtag truth. It is so true. Um, and I'm glad that she's finally acknowledging it. Yeah. Yeah. But she's also like definitely hitting on Svensson like pretty fucking hard, dude. Yeah. She's super into it. She's super into it, which like, I mean, I know... Jerica, everyone thinks Jem is a different person, but like, still, you are a real girlfriend, technically. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so Kimber is like, if you don't want him, like, I'll, I'll have him. First I want Kimber, his ass. That's my girl. That's my girl. Yeah. Always, every episode, she's macking after someone, and like, I have to respect it. Exactly. 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 Um. And we go back to the lodge, and this is when I, everyone like kind of realized, like, oh, the misfits are the one causing all the damage. Uh, that's making people go to the other resort. Um, someone says, don't blow a gasket. I don't know why I wrote that down, but it's in here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and this is the point, which we mentioned earlier, that Kimber thus has an idea. And she's like, let's put on a concert to help. Because I guess when you are a rock band, the most logical thing for you to do is to uh, put on a 
a concert to help others. I guess so. Um, yeah, which is what they do. But I like how they're doing this to appease all of the angry customers at this lodge um, who just got mangled by the misfits. Right, right, right. And my whole thing is all these people are like middle-aged. Would they really like Gem and the Holograms? Yeah, but they also might be like the type of middle-aged of like, oh, a live band? Music? You know what I mean? <laughs> Some like real culture. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so yeah, like again, Gem and the Holograms solve problems with a benefit concert. What else is new? Right, exactly. And this is where we see Aja in that like uh, Chinese-inspired coat jacket thingamajig. Yes, it's lovely. Lovely. So yeah, everyone is super into this idea. And, you know, afterwards, they're like, there's a scene where they're helping everyone and being super benevolent by dressing wounds, giving massages to people, pouring them coffee. Yeah, just being overly helpful. Like, ugh, it's exhausting. And then a, the banker rolls up in a limo. Oh, we also get a little bit of, like, backstory on Green Fern Lodge, which is what the fucking uh, lodge is called, which Franklin, or Rick? Rick Franklin. <laughs> Rick Franklin, sorry. <laughs> Uh, apparently built with his own two hands. So that's a fun little tidbit that we learned. Yeah, like, you didn't even have a hammer or a yeah, saw. Just deal with his hands. <laughs> Rip that wood in two. Um, and so the, uh, the banker rolls up uh, with the possible buyer, which we learn is Eric Raymond, of course, looking very evil in an Argyle sweater. I enjoyed it. Very evil, and he's, like, staring out at Jem and Rick Franklin from, like, the window of this limo. His eyebrows are super furrowed. He has a snarl. Yeah. Throwing, throwing daggers uh, with his eyeballs. Uh, and I love how he has this line where I think Jerrica or Jem, where the fuck is there? Uh, Jemica uh, is, uh, like, Eric, you're the buyer. And he's like, I'm interested in anything that turns a profit. It's like classic Raymond, that's what I'm talking about. It yeah, isn't money. But it's just so wild. Like, what do you like what are you what are the chances of him owning a ski resort that is the rival ski resort of this good ski resort? <laughs> uh, I mean the chances are high, but I mean they happen, Jocelyn. We're watching a documentary here. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we discover Eric Raymond owns a ski resort. He has the time to do that. He has his hands in a lot of pockets or hands a lot in, of a, pies. in a lot of pies. He has a lot of pies yeah, going on. Exactly. Um, not any, like, lady pies, though, because he's a queer exactly. icon. Exactly. <laughs> I just, I like it when, I like hearing it when someone else says it. But yeah, of course. <laughs> Eric Raymond, queer icon. <laughs> And he's basically like, yeah, I'll even take Rick Franklin's, like, shitty resort off his hands. And then Jem promises that they'll have enough money because they're throwing a concert. And this kind of pisses Eric off because if they do this, the resort will be packed with people. Um, right, customers. and it's also, I'm going to call out Jem here for a second. It's like, Jem, why would you tell Eric you're throwing a concert? Doesn't that, I, that never works out for you when Eric knows about anything you're doing. Right, it was a real, a real dumb bitch move. <laughs> real DB maneuver. <laughs> um, DBM, it's a DBM. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and in this in this exchange, and like yeah, like uh, Eric gets all in a huff. He's pretty furious about this information. And the uh, the banker seems pretty reasonable up until this point. And actually, I remember writing like, oh, the banker's actually a reasonable guy. And then two seconds later, we were like, oh no, 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 he's just as evil as Eric. Um, he wants to destroy the other lodge or like get it by any means necessary as well. Yeah, and so basically, Eric and this banker scheme and. They end up hiring some goon to loosen the screws on the ski lift, um, which Gem and the Holograms ride the next day uh, when they're out on the slopes. And it breaks, and Gem ends up dangling from it. And then she screams, cut to commercial. Gem will be right back after these messages. And now, back to Gem. And, of course, like, will she survive? Like, probably. Will she save herself? Definitely not, because she never does. Of course does. not. She never does. There are two men in this episode, Jocelyn, that could uh, 
win her affections. She'll be saved by maybe both of them. Right. So um, Rio and Svensson are kind of looking out into the, like, at the scene. Um, Which, okay, wait, wait, dude, dude, yeah, so let me, let me set the, set the stage for us here. Let's get our, like, creative <laughs> juices flowing, because I have a theory. I think we're all gonna like it. That um, they're fucking or something? 100%, dude! Why are Svensson and Rio by the bushes, hanging out, uh, unless they're, like, getting at it? Yeah, that makes sense, but would you, like, fuck on a ski slope when it's cold outside? Dude, 100%. Like, definitely have seen porns of that and have fantasized about it. Okay. Um, then I will support this fantasy. Thank you. Or delusion. Tomato, uh, <laughs> tomato. Um, so anyways, they emerge from the bush post-coitus to look out onto the scene of Jem hanging by a thread, essentially. And they're both like, oh no, and Spenson kind of skis off. Rio doesn't really know where he's going, but he's kind of like, if anything happens to Jem, I'll trash that ski bum. Which is like, whoo, yeah, dude, <laughs> trash that ski bum. <laughs> yeah, get all up in that ski bum. Yeah, just like ruin that ski bum. You're, <laughs> it's going to be great. Um, and Rio very boldly starts, like, climbing the pole thing and, like, swinging along the rope to rescue Yeah, like, Rio's, he's really going in for the rescue, but then fucking Swenson comes in with a motherfucking, like, helicopter. <laughs> like, such a flex, dude. It's like, oh, yeah, 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 you're gonna, like, go do that stupid shit? Like, zoom, 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 zoom. <laughs> and Rio's, like, hanging there limply. I know, I know. All he wanted to do was flex his rock hard, like, eight inch cock, which we know is really, like, not that Three big. and a half? Three and a half. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, Svensson, like, is dangling from a ladder, coming from a helicopter, and scoops up not only Jem, but Shayna, Kimber, Aja, and, like, he goes for Rio last, obviously. He goes, obviously. And I also just, like, everyone in this show has mad wrist forearm strength. Because he's, like, straight up picking people up with one hand, <laughs> barely even bending his arm. Yeah, he's, uh, he's a tank. Yeah, he's a real tank. He's, like, the kind of, he does a backflip to say goodbye. <laughs> that is, yeah. He makes an entrance, he makes an exit. Svensson... Um, he's got a lot going on, man. Yeah, I would, if I were Jem, I would go for him. Oh, 100%. Anyway, and Svensson is a nice guy, so he saves Rio too. But like, I don't know, Rio almost falls to his death. Yeah, no, Rio's a little bitch about it though. He is so rude immediately after being saved. Yeah, he's like, dude, like, why are you so angry someone saved your, like, not really girlfriend? Like, fuck off. Yeah, he's basically like to Spencer, like, I guess she picked the best man after all. Yes. Too real. <laughs> Such a drama queen. I know. He's so weak. So actually, as I was watching this, I was like, oh yeah, that ski lift like almost fell apart. This like this whole lodge really should like be sold. I didn't realize Eric Raymond uh, caused that. Yeah, it was Eric Raymond. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, so Rick Franklin back at the resort is like, I can't risk any more of these accidents i'd better just close the resort and the holograms basically implore him to keep it open so that eric doesn't win yeah Um, which is like a little unsafe yeah like uh maybe he should throw in the towel like how many people need to be how many more people need to like almost die exactly um anyway so eric and the banker dude continue to scheme they're having, yeah, they're having, like, such a little evil meeting. I love it. Yeah, in, like, a huge, spacious, 80s, like, Colorado Lodge office thing. Um, and the banker dude reassures Eric that the holograms won't be able to perform because you can't perform from a hospital bed. Dude, I love <laughs> that line! Because the banker goes, like, previous scene, like, kind of normal, kind of evil, straight up to, like, I'm gonna put that bitch in the hospital. Right. Uh, and Eric is even like, I didn't agree to that. Like, calm the fuck down, dude. But, like, Eric, like, okay, how many goons has Eric hired that have, in those schemes, that have resulted in, like, you know, them almost dying? 
multiple times. Yes, 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 yes. So of where course. is this holier-than-thou moral compassy Eric coming from? I don't know. It's just I feel like Eric, he never really says kill them. He's always like, you know, shake them up a bit or <laughs> show them who's boss. Make them nervous. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. I think he's just uncomfortable with like the the upfront nature of the the banker right now. You know, he doesn't like facing the reality. He's like, no, 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 just so I'm getting him nervous. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Gem and the hologram arrive at the banker's office in a helicopter to basically take Eric to task for what he's been doing. They're kind of like, Eric, you are low down scum. I think they actually say that. I know you're behind this. And then basically, Eric starts a wager with them because he's a betting man. Yeah. He's basically like, oh, I know how we'll settle this. A contest. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, to which he proposes, like, not even like a battle of the bands type thing, which I guess we would have assumed. But because we're in a resort setting, uh, it's the Misfits versus Gem in a ski race. And I remember I was watching, I was like, what, dude? Like, when did this become, like, that movie? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess it makes sense for it to be a ski race because the Misfits can't ever seem to win a battle of the bands against the holograms because everyone that's true, that's true. loves them so much. But, like, with the ski competition, the Misfits can, like, do their dirty tricks and kind of sabotage them. Right, 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 right. But regardless of uh, if you're playing a, like a tricky game or you're playing a straight game in a ski race, what you're going to need is a training song montage, which is exactly what we get, which is a mashup jam. It's working out slash it's doing me. It's doing me in. offers to train the holograms in preparation for this competition, which happens to be on Saturday, the same exact day of their concert. Um, right, right, right. So right, yeah, right, Gem right. is like, I can't do this. We don't have enough time. And Spenson's like, don't worry, I'll train you. So it's them kind of like working out, doing some calisthenics. Oh, dude, it's like basically just an 80s workout video. Uh, that's the whole vibe, which I was into. I like the outfits, actually. Like it's, it's, the looks are pretty on point. Um, there's like a weightlifting montage at one point, like they're looking at a stopwatch and it's Jem on it, like kind of dancing and doing jazz. Oh dude, Jem, Jem Jazzercise Clock loved it. <laughs> and then they had a pizzazz one. And at one point pizzazz kind of like rolls dumbbells out in front of her or yeah, dumbbells out in front of her and like falls into a split. I was into that. But a lot of the episode, a lot of the song is also like cutting between Gem and the Holograms and the Misfits. And whereas Gem and the Holograms are like deezed and real fit, uh, the Misfits are all meth heads and quite frail and aren't <laughs> able to like, you know, actually move any of the weights and keep failing at their physical exercise. Right. That's true. So yeah, that's the song and the race begins. Um, so we see the goons kind of setting up their traps throughout um, the mountain side. Um, so one goon is watching out from a tree. Um, there's another goon like setting a trap, like digging a hole and covering it with snow. Yeah, um, they're the, the gooning. The goons, they're gooning. They're setting traps. They're getting everything uh, ready to go. Um, so yeah, like at one point, like Kimber falls into the hole trap. Um, Shayna ends up on a floating piece of ice on some river for some reason. Which, like, where did that river fucking come from? I was like, oh, okay, sure, Shayna. Yeah, and what I don't even know what happens to Aja, but something does. Aja gets, like, you know, like, like sidelined with another rope or something like that. Right. I and, think she gets, like, some whiplash action. And then, um, Clash, I guess, sets off an avalanche here. Yeah, I guess. I also was like, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, basically what happens, um, uh, Jem is like trying to get by Roxy and Pizzazz, which also shout out to Jem's like little 
red star headband. It was very Wonder Woman. I liked it. Yeah, that was cute. Um, and Jim actually kind of cheats as well because she uses synergy to like create an illusion to freak like Roxy and Pizzazz out for a second. Um, That's very true. Yeah, which is like kind of not chill. Uh, but I think she like goes down like the, a wrong path or some shit because like they switch the sign. And that's where Clash starts an avalanche because obviously she's fucking clashing at those fucking wrist symbol things. <laughs> um, and like Gemma's about to be trapped, like the snow's like cl- caving in and like doing all of its snow shit. And of course, we cut to commercial because it's a very high tense moment. Gemma will be right back after these messages. And now back to Gem. And we uh, come back, and Jem like dips from the avalanche into a cave. Uh, right. She saved herself. At, yeah, she saved herself at the last second because there's a cave there. Sure, why not? She jumps in. Yeah, I'm like proud of her for at least doing something to get herself out of this gem jam. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. But also, like again, it was a gem jam. Jem got herself into. You know. That's true. I mean, did she, though? That's not really her fault that there was an avalanche. No, but, like, the whole, like, following... Well, I guess she knows the wrong path, but, like, obviously they're gonna fuck with you. Don't trust the sign that says this way. And I, I also think she lost points with the whole synergy thing. Okay, fair. Um, so, with all of the holograms incapacitated, the misfits win... And um, Rio and Spenson, who are standing next to each other again. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm saying. <laughs> they hate both... each other, but they love it. <laughs> it fuels their sex. Their steamy Thanks, Jocelyn. sex. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's what I was getting at. <laughs> I'm a very literal person, okay? Yeah, yeah, I get it, I get it, I get it. Um, so anyway, um, they're worried about the hologram, so they set off to find them. And, um, you know, we cut to a scene of Aja kind of wandering around by herself. And I want to point out that Aja is the only one who doesn't need to be helped by anyone. I know, dude, Aja again, like, battle lady Aja comes super hard, uh, because she rescues Kimber out of a fucking hole. Uh, and then, like, Shayna's sliding her way onto her death, like, gonna go (laughs) off of a fucking waterfall, um, on an ice raft, and, like, you know, warrior princess Aja, like, twirls a rope around her head, tosses a line, and, like, creates a thing for fucking Shayna to, like, save herself with. Um, yeah, you know, Aja killing it, as per usual. Yeah, but where did she get the rope from? Because I think she was, like, she was incapacitated with a rope, and then, then she, like, had that rope on her, which, again, thinking ahead, you know, you get trapped by a rope, take the rope, make it yours. <laughs> yeah, she's definitely, like, the one who has the most moxie, the one who is, the, like, who is able to think on her feet uh, the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, get a little physical, you know? Yeah, shout out to Aja here. Shout out to my girl. And basically, yeah, Aja saves Kimber, and then Kimber and Aja save Shayna, and Jem is the only one who needs to be saved by two men. Exactly. Um, but my boys are looking for Jem, I'm like, you know, they're taking a break every two seconds. <laughs> um, but they split up to find her. Right, afterwards. Yeah, afterwards. Or allegedly. Um, no. Allegedly. But they, they actually do split up. Yeah. And... So we cut to Jem in the cave, and there's a huge grizzly bear now, and, like, her earring falls off, and the grizzly bear is standing over it, um, and she basically summons Synergy to help her with the other earring, but it turns out it's damaged because Roxy hit her. Dude, yeah, I know, like, okay, it was Roxy that damaged it, not the fucking bear that swiped at your face a second ago? (laughs) Like, what, dude? Uh, she's pretty nonchalant with this whole fucking bear situation. Uh, I don't get it. Yeah, the bear uh, would have eaten her in, like, two seconds. Are you exactly, crazy? exactly. Um, and I, yeah, I guess Synergy needs both earrings to work. Um, and of course, you know, Roxy hit her and not that fucking bear. Um, and at this, 
point, like Rio makes his way in, and Jem turns back into Jerica, which confuses Rio because he's expecting to see Jem facing a bear. But uh, again, Rio also fucking you know takes the bear on straight ahead, in uh, maybe a noble but insanely stupid gesture. Yeah, I mean he takes the bear on. Yeah, for sure. But also he's greatly aided by the fact that Jerica like crawls towards her earring and like summons synergy to turn Rio into a monster who looks like right, right. an ape but with like four mouths and like a bunch of I call tentacles. him a, a, he was a four-faced tentacle monster. Uh, <laughs> I kind of liked it. I liked it too. It was creepy. But I just, like, I just have to also say, like, Jericho, like, she go, she doesn't just go reach for her earring. She crawls underneath the bear. <laughs> um, she goes, like, straight through the bear's legs. But also, did you notice, like, the bra the bear was wearing? The, the bear was wearing a bra. <laughs> like, if you, like, you don't, like, you only see the full front of the bear for, like, like, you know, a second. Uh, but it turns kind of around. You see it, like, straight ahead. And it's like <laughs> the, like the 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 way it was animated to show the fur on the front. It looked like you had a whole bra situation going on. Whoa! I need to go back and watch that. That's Dude, fucking wild. Do it. It's it's like it's like they animated it to be like super thick, uh, chest hair. Ah. So it had like a like a breasticle quality. A breasticle. <laughs> um, that's amazing. And yes, gem, gemica, germ is very stupid for going under the bear to get her fucking earring. It's almost like she's more afraid of Rio finding out that she's actually Jerrica than she is about getting mauled by a bear. Yeah, yeah, which is, I mean, we see it, we see it here. Um, it's proof. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, I don't know actually what Jerrica says to transform Rio into that four-faced tentacle monster, uh, maybe she just says, like, Synergy, do something. But I, I hope Jerrica used, I don't know, maybe more precise language. <laughs> She's not that creative. She really isn't. That was all Synergy. Um, so she turns back into Gem at this point. And really, like, I really, I don't understand how Rio can't figure it out at this point. Because Gem basically just lies to his face. It's like, oh, you know, it was the excitement of the moment. I've been here the whole time. <laughs> it's like, dude, what? Yeah, and then he, like, she, like, basically appeals to his ego in order to deflect the attention away from her being Jerrica. And it's like, but there's something more important here, and that's that you're a hero. And Rio yeah, is like... Yeah, dude, <laughs> such a good move. So manipulative. Yeah, and Rio is just like, yeah, I guess I did show that bear who was boss. Yeah, um, like, fucking Rio, you're such a dumbass. But it was, like, also fucking synergy. And <laughs> you're right. being played so hard. Yeah, like, the most, the most. And he's just so desperate to be, like, the macho man here in this episode. And he's failing all the time. It's really wonderful to watch. I know, it's actually, that's why that makes that little exchange pretty fucking depressing. It's like, oh, Rio, like, everyone's <laughs> using you. Even Svensson. <laughs> um, but anyway, when they're in the cave, um, they find Silver. Yeah, there's just a bunch of silver fucking chilling in there. Um, so we're like, oh, this will solve all our problems. So they basically return to the lodge and they confront Eric and the banker and... Who are like basking in their own evil, like jerking each other off. Right. Because uh, they think they've won and like, you know, they're getting all into it. Um, yeah. And... And uh, then, like, Franklin, I don't know, at one point he says he wants to wring someone's neck, which I just <laughs> thought was, like, kind of code for face-fucking a little bit. Okay, But, um, sure. I don't know. I, I've gotten, I, I don't even watch this show anymore. I'm just, I'm just imposing sexual innuendos. <laughs> um, but anyway, Jem, uh, like, comes in and she's basically like, we found all of the silver, so... Um, we're going to be able to pay the mortgage on time. Right. Well, no, no, Jocelyn, I think we have to, like, give credit to the, like, the masterful writing that uh, happens in this scene where Jem busts in. Because the banker says, there's an old saying in the banking business. And Eric is <laughs> like, losers, weepers. And it's just like, whoa. 
I think this probably real and probably is a saying in the baking business. Um, but also that lie was definitely just a setup for fucking Jem to like roll in being like, or do you mean finders keepers? Because <laughs> she has all that fucking silver. She's like, it's fucking mine. I'll pay. I'll use it to pay you. Pay you off. Yeah, that's true. Um, but Eric is like, well, I won the bet, so this is already my place. So it doesn't matter if you found the gold or the means to pay the mortgage now. Um, and besides, you don't have like any proof that I did anything wrong here. And right. then Svensson rolls through um, with all of the goons he wrangled up. Dude, which is like super hot. He rolled, he just riled up a bunch of goons. Right. Like really showed Rio up there. Yeah, he really did. Yet again. Um, and he's basically like, yeah, you, uh, made all these guys, like, do all this bad shit. Like, you clearly cheated. Um, so, no, this place is not yours. Uh, to which Eric, like, motherfucking throws the banker under the bus super hard. It's just like, yo, it was this dude. Um, and is furious, of course. And it's basically just like, I just lost my resort to Rick fucking Franklin. Uh, he's super angry. He just says Rick Franklin, but he does say, like, I just lost my resort to Rick Franklin. It's like, oh, why is it, why is it so especially bad that it's Rick Franklin? Yeah, right? Like, who is Rick Franklin? Yeah. Um, I mean, like, his name kind of rhymes with Eric Raymond. Like, Does it? I mean... <laughs> Are they like the two like two sides of the same coin? Like Eric is a foil for Rick Franklin. I really hope they go into a backstory. Maybe. Do we ever I don't know if we ever see Rick Franklin, the um I don't know, uh resort owner with poor credit. Right. <laughs> no, I think That's all I know about him. He owns a resort, he probably has really bad credit. Yeah. This is uh no, this is the first and last time we see him, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> But not the first time we'll see another two first namers. Right, exactly. I'm really looking forward to Troy Evan. Ooh, Troy Troy Evan or Troy Evans? Mm, either one. Steve okay. Phillip. Okay. Uh, Steve, Steve Phillip, yeah, I, I'll buy that. Um, yeah, uh, who will they bring us Tanner next? Jeffries. <laughs> That could be a name. I like that name. That's very genteel. <laughs> like upper. That's what going for. Yeah, exactly. Upper middle. Yeah, class. upper middle class for sure. Maybe not money. genteel, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tanner Jeffries the third. Oh, I hate that guy. <laughs> I know, me too. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the episode essentially wraps up here, but not before we get a final gem in the holograms ballad called Love Is Here. performance in the resort they promised uh it starts with like a real high-pitched squeal i don't know if you caught that <laughs> at the beginning it was like ah, and i was like whoa well, gem yeah in my notes i call it a pitchy ballad yeah it's quite pitchy which gem is like always pretty pitchy yeah uh but especially in the song i mean no shade to the woman who did her singing voice like i know that you tried and that's all that yeah. matters and you can exactly. sing better than me, so... 100%, 100%. You know, but still, pitchy. A little pitchy, a little pitchy. <laughs> a little pitchy. <laughs> it's okay, though. We're not all yeah, perfect. Uh, We're all perfect. <laughs> I'm not all of us. <laughs> um, so, yeah, unless you have any concluding remarks about this Love Is Here song, Michael. Oh, yeah, it was kind of whatever. It's like, yeah, love, gems. It's like a cute little resort sing-along. Um... And, uh, yeah, she, it finishes with Jem and Rio in the stars almost kissing. That's all I remember. Beautiful. Um, so, now that this episode is over, now that we're finished talking about it, who do you think is the baddest bitch of the episode? 
Baddest bitch of the ep. Um, well, I mean, Spenson came through real hard. He had some hot moves, uh, some rescues. Um, he had all that proof with the goons. Mm-hmm. Uh, goon proof. Uh, that would <laughs> goon proof would be proof on goons, but also like securing your house so goons can break in. Goon proofing. Goon proofing. Yeah, I love yeah, that. Yeah, yeah I need I'll to go into the goon proofing biz. You sh- you should go into the goon proofing biz. I really should. Um, so yeah, Svensson. But then of course, you know, you got to shout out to um, Aja. Yeah, exactly. Battle girl Aja. Um, because yeah, she like you mentioned, she didn't have to get rescued. She rescued the others. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really hard for me to say, but I'm kind of giving it to Svensson just to stick it to Rio. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, he, I, I get that. He really showed him up with that helicopter. It was wonderful. It was, yeah. Again, such a flex. Um, and Rio was an extra little bitch about it for no reason. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So, Svensson. Um, Svensson. You are the baddest bitch. You were a pretty that hot bitch. Be, yeah, pretty hot bitch. Like, yeah, again, super Aryan. But, like, you know, it's not necessarily a bad thing. No, you can't help it. Right, right, right. And also he says, like, he does a front flip to say hello and a back flip to say goodbye. How could I hate someone like that? Exactly. True. Yeah. Like <laughs> I said, can make an entrance, can make an exit. Gotta love a showman. Yeah, I love it. Um, now, as far as the biggest bitch, I'm inclined to give it to Rio. Oh, <laughs> it's hard to argue otherwise. I want to, like, spitball here. Um, I mean, the banker was, like, a pretty fucking big bitch. Like, he knew the silver was on the fucking, um, property, and that's why he wanted the property. It's like, dude, like, you're a banker. You're, like, banks aren't necessarily evil. Why you gotta be evil? Right. Like, he's a banker who moonlights as a hustler, gangster, mobster, whatever. Yeah, like, a banker shouldn't have goons. Get out of here. (laughs) That's not really how bankers do things at least as far yeah, as that's I how know. bankers do <laughs> um yeah the banker was pretty awful but he didn't give me like bitch vibes he gave me like i don't know just straight up evil vibes yeah that's true but i'm gonna come at you with another one fucking rick franklin because <laughs> he got into this financial conundrum we really don't know how it happened i want to you know, I don't know say like frivolous spending on coke and hookers <laughs> but we don't know. Um, gets himself into the situation. Doesn't, you know, have the proactive sense of duty to, like, be on patrol on the slopes to make sure the, like, you know, the misfits don't terrorize people. What are you doing? Sipping on your hot cocoa in your fucking lodge. Right. Um, and three, didn't even really do anything to save his own lodge. Fucking Gemma Holograms did it all. He just fucking took a back seat. That's so true. He would have gotten nowhere without them. Yeah, he would have lost his lodge, lost all that silver, be a destitute homeless man that would soon die on the street. I guess he was the ultimate weak bitch of this episode. Yeah, I actually, I convinced myself as I was explaining the three points, which was also very difficult because I went in there with like maybe one point. I did three. (laughs) Uh... But, uh, you know, I, I kind of did it. Um, but, yeah, I like despite the fact that, of course, Rio is the worst, I think Rick Franklin is the weakest. All right. I'm on board with that. Rio will have another chance at being the worst. So 100%. He usually is. Yeah, he almost always is. So I'm If it's not Ashley, it's Rio. I'm just saying. <laughs> Pretty much. I'm into it, Rick Franklin. I am sorry, my dear, but you are... The biggest bitch of the episode. Yeah, girl. Uh, you took it. You took it. Um, to suck. On an episode about your own resort. I know. I know that you were supposed to be the sympathetic character. Get yeah. Your together. Yeah. No. So yeah, with all of that said and done, this brings us to the end of yet another episode of Gem Girls Podcast. In case you've forgotten, I'm Jocelyn Laws, and you can find our podcast on Twitter or on Instagram at Gem Girls Podcast on either one of those platforms. 
And uh, when you're listening on your smartphone and you pull up the app that you like to use to listen to podcasts, whether it be Apple Podcasts or, I don't know, the other ones that are out there, uh, you know, while you're there and enjoying and listening to our melodic tones and conversations and such, uh, <laughs> give us five stars. <laughs> So I really convincing. tried to find. I really tried to find something redeeming about this podcast, but I couldn't do it. So you come up I with mean, complete bullshit. Exactly. All right, people. You know what? What I was going to say was just give us five stars on wherever you listen to podcasts. Rate us, review us. You don't need to give us five stars. I'm just strongly recommending that you do because <laughs> or else. <laughs> Or else, exactly. <laughs> um, no, because it helps people find the podcast. The more people who know about it, the more people who might actually enjoy it. Um, you might not have, but you got to spread the good word of uh, Jen. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, everyone needs to know. Until next time. Stay outrageous. Stay outrageous.